good whatever time of the day it is you happen to be listening to this. We apologize ahead of time for, uh, for what you're about to go through. We're sorry. Yes. At our undisclosed location somewhere in the Ozark Mountains tonight. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. The Ozarks. It's, it's nice here. The weather's good. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. You this, are. This is the PNA Podcast Express, episode 727-MM2041E13. A.K.A. Eight nine eight nine zero nine eight nine zero nine eight nine zero. This is the December eighth edition. Although, we're kind of recording this a day early. We are. We we might be cheating a little bit because of a prior commitment, but you know, you'll never know out there. I mean, not only <laughs> not only are we, uh, you know, doing this podcast, we're also pretty good at trickery. Trickery, yes. Trickery. Sleight of Slight hand. Of hand, yes. Yes. As, as I make the hand motions, so you guys can hear them out there. Yes. Yes. The Doug Henning. Magic. Magic. Yes, magic. Anyway, our email address is Pablo November Alpha PNA Express Podcast at gmail.com. I'm glad you got the Pablo in there. That's, yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm just a throwback from last week's pod that you said you kept saying Pablo, even though it's not Pablo, we know that. Well, I, I knew it was Pa something, but it, Papa just wasn't <laughs> coming. Papa just wasn't but Pablo. Coming. Pablo was right there. Pablo was right there at the thick of things. So send us email, PNA. Express podcast at gmail.com. Send us your hate mail. I know that I know Adam would never warrant any hate mail, but perhaps I will because I talk about some pretty interesting subjects. But send us anything pictures of your dog, your cat. We don't care. Yeah, we, we've gotten some of those today. We, uh, you know, it's starting to flow. The emails are starting to flow. <laughs> the emails are starting to flow. That's a good Even thing. Even if you don't hate us, yeah. May, you know, just. Unleash. Take all your frustrations out in that email. Yeah, just send us. If anything's grinding your gears, send it to us. We want to hear about it because those are the stories that make this podcast go. For those of you that don't know, this is a podcast about nothing. Absolutely zero. We no planning, no uh, no forethought into anything that we're about to talk about, except for my hatred for the deer. The deer, yes. You had a run-in with a deer literally last night in... The sad part is, is you just actually purchased a nice, beautiful new minivan, which, yes, for those of you out there, Adam drives a minivan. I would, too, if it were to my scruples, because once you live that minivan life, you'll never go back. They're so they're, nice. They're kind of a truck. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, if you use them right, they're a truck. You can haul a bunch of people in them. They're, uh, you know, a camper, whatever, whatever you want, you right. know, you can make a minivan do, except for you cannot turn it into a deer hunting vehicle. Right. Uh, the way I did anyways. You used it more as a missile kind of than anything. A battering ram. A battering ram. Say. There you go. That's a little better. But yeah, I, when I got my first minivan back when I was married back in the old days, back in the before before the before because now we're on our third iteration of whatever we're on. Yes. Uh, I got a nice t-shirt that said minivan macho man. Oh, And I enjoyed nice. it. I, I, I wore that as a badge of pride having a minivan. You know, it's so convenient if you have kids or if you're just hauling things. If you have pets, or if you're in a, you know, a rock band. Perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. You can throw DJ equipment in the back of that thing. You can throw, you know, campfire wood. If you throw a little tarp down in the back, you can do whatever you want to. Yeah. Except for battering ram against That's a large deer. deer. <sighs> you know what just crossed my mind? It's this time of the season where in the morning if you go out to your car, there's sometimes frost on the windshield. If you live here in the northern states like we do, obviously if you're down south, in the screw Ozarks. you. You suck because it's nice and warm there. Yeah. But winters here are brutal. We have snow on the ground. We get frosty windows. 
Back when I was in high school, my mother demanded that I give my sister a ride to school, and I hated it. I loathed it. I love my sister, but it's not really not cool giving your little sister a ride to school. Right. So what I would do in the wintertime is I would, I would just clear a little space in that frost, maybe the size of a pie tin right in front of me, and I'd refuse to turn on the defrosters the whole way. We live four miles from the school. So I would navigate, and every time she'd go to hit the heater, I'd slap her hand. I'd just slap, slap, slap. So she figured this out. She cracked the code, which is another story branch we're going to go to after this story. So remind me to crack the code. Okay. So she cracked the code, though, because I've always been a lover of Pop-Tarts. And what she saw that I would do is I'd grab a package of Pop-Tarts, I'd throw them on the dash, and I'd hit the defrosters on high, and by the time I got to school, they were nice and warm. Kind of a poor man's, layman's way of toasting them. Right. So what what this little shit did, she would have been in ninth grade at the time, she learned to bring a package of Pop-Tarts with her, and I'd grab them, I'd throw them on the dash without thinking of it, and turn the defrosters on high, so she got heat. She cracked the code. That's why she's a doctor today, and I am not. So she totally manipulated you. Absolutely. After I was manipulating her. That's pretty brilliant. That's, it was. It was. So she would learn to bring these Pop-Tarts and know that I would grab them, throw them on the dash, turn the defroster on high, then she'd get to see the world as it would be out there too because the window would get defrosted probably at about the half mile to mile mark before we got to, you know, into our school journey. Well, that, I mean, that is pretty ingenious in that part, but the whole... You know, I'm going to trick my brother into turning on the heat <laughs> yes. by bringing food. Of course. You know, I mean, Brilliant. although really not hard to figure. Not a geez, tough If I want to manipulate Phil, how am I going to do it? I mean, food, physics? No. No, no. Physics, no. I mean, levers have no use against me. Levers, right. pulleys, anything. Right. Food, though. However, yeah. food. Am I going to use intellectual prowess to do it? No, not really. Phil's not, unarmed in this point. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not probably going to be very effective, but food. Food. And, and really, lots of calorie to no food value food. Right. Is oh, what is your favorite kind of Pop-Tart, by the way? Blueberry, without hesitation. That's solid. That's solid. Frosted, though, right? Oh, yeah. Because you're a sociopath. If you, don't like fro- if you eat unfrosted Pop-Tarts, I have no use for them. Question I don't for even you. understand. Do you eat the edges first? Yes, of course. Of course. It's, I, don't think, I, I also think that you have severe mental shortcomings if you just eat straight down that thing because then you get to the end and you're like oh i got left is this and you're probably going to throw that out but if you eat around the edges first yes. and you look forward to that center those are probably the same freaking people that eat a kit kat without breaking it apart and you know the weird thing is i found that no brand pop tarts have more filling really yes. this is a theory we must test here i so- i have i have went from buying like cheap ones when i was younger and then we you know Right. As you get making a little more money, you buy, oh, I'm going to go with the real Pop-Tarts. they got to be better. Right. The, 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 no off-brand brand? One, the off-brand ones have less quality control, so there's more frosting. It's end-to-end Kind of like a fat person making your Taco Bell. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so it's, there's less quality control. So they're, just, they're just throwing frosting everywhere. They don't give a shit everywhere. over there at, the, no. at Pop Pastry, the factory. No. They're just like, we just need to get this shit out the door. Exactly. And they're just firing them out there as fast they're as like they can. They're like stopping the frosting machine. That takes time. Just yeah. let it ride. Well, I think what happens is they buy a cheap frosting machine that doesn't have the capability to start and stop on a dime. Because, you know, I'm sure Pop-Tart, uh, it's Kellogg's brand, has an exclusive uh, company that makes all their equipment. Yeah, that was nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was weird. A little bit of feedback there. So Pop-Tart's my favorite, by the way, Frosted Cherry. Frosted Cherry. Frosted Blueberry, second. Third, 
Strawberry. Uh, strawberry. Frosted I like strawberry. strawberry. Fourth, I really like the cinnamon, the brown sugar cinnamon ones, those but are, only if you have a cup of coffee. Yeah, those They're are good. They're glorious with a cup of coffee. And then somewhere in the 20s is probably some of the more like hot fudge sundae or some, S'mores. some of the more chocolatier ones. They require it to be toasted or else they're just not yeah. the same. Yeah. The, the rest of them, you can toast them or not toast them, and they're just as good. And then about number 87 is getting hit by a truck, and number 88 is unfrosted Pop-Tarts. Yeah, and... Yeah, I would. I would rather be hit by a truck than, yeah. I, but not a unfrosted pop tarts truck. That's no. like 105. I think that's exactly what Alanis Morissette was singing about. It probably. Getting I'm surprised Jewel doesn't have a song about that. <laughs> that would be a great Jewel song there. Taylor Swift, my boyfriend broke up with me because I like unfrosted pop tarts. Ooh, you know that is true. I guarantee you. I can bet. I know in my heart of hearts, Taylor Swift only eats unfrosted pop tarts. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, A, she's, she's pretty she's, skinny, so she's probably like, oh, I can save that eight calories by not eating the frosting. Not only Pop-tarts. is she skinny, she's terrible, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, I... I yes, you know, I like, I like that meme that says she has all these songs about terrible breakups, but not one song about never mind. Yeah. I'm sure people have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> about pleasing her man. Yes. There we go. Trying to keep it a little more... Above board here. Yeah, we we we're, we find we do our best work above board. <laughs> so anyway, pop tarts. Yes, love pop tarts. When I lived in Philadelphia, when I was working at uh, the aerospace company in Philadelphia, there, um, one of my buddies, Jason, he listens to the podcast. He called my nickname was Pop Tart because every day I'd come to work and I'd have pop tarts with me. Um, it's beautiful because I remember shopping, having a basket and having maybe two or three different packages of pop tarts in there. And they're like, oh, your kids must really like Pop-Tarts. And I'm like, I don't feed my kids this shit. <laughs> like, yeah, my, kid, my kids probably didn't have a Pop-Tart till they were 10 years old. Yeah. And it, now my oldest one won't even eat stuff like that. He's right. all, you know. He goes clean. He likes to run 100% clean. Yes. He, uh, he, he loves his anabolic diet where it's high protein, no sugars, no fat. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Basically the opposite of how we eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My younger one eats more like I do. Yeah. So, but he does work out quite a bit, so he he doesn't. Uh, well, he's a college wrestler, so. Well, the the oldest one, the youngest one's still in high school. Yeah. So he's, but they're both affected by the state of the world today. So they're just working out on their own and trying to uh, stay fit. Everybody's just trying to navigate this the best that they can. But yes, pop tarts, crazy. But I, I I'm sorry that that just reminded me. But my sister, she cracked the code. Other codes, I found this wonderful thing online that converts any text that you want to into Morse code. So basically, it's morsecodeworld.com. I used that earlier to decode yes. the Morse code message See, you, you sent. you picked up what I sent you. Yes. Thank you. No problem. So I'm going to start doing that to people. So just so you know, if you get a text from me that just looks like maybe I'm having a stroke, it's probably Morse code. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to send stuff, you know, use Google, tra- uh, Google Translate to send stuff right. to people. Of course. I mean, who doesn't want to get something in Mandarin and try to decipher it? Yeah. Little house, bird on roof, you know, right. that type of stuff. And it's great to see how these things don't, like, idioms do not translate very well at all. No. And we love our idioms here in the United States. We yes. speak almost exclusively in idioms a lot of times. Yeah. They don't translate well to some other languages, especially Asian languages, I found. But as far as codes, so one of my friends we used to work with in, when I was just out, just in college, we worked for a company in Bay City, and there was a bunch of us. We were all engineers or engineering interns or whatever the shit they labeled us, engineering co-ops. 
So we'd always talk about our lunch plans, because there were seven of us, so we'd have a group email, just like you want to do when you're that age, you know, because this is back in the early 2000s, so, you know, I don't even, I, don't, I didn't even have a cell phone, I think I had a cell phone then, but definitely didn't text people, because it was the old, you know, one, one, or two, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Which you might as well send Morse code. Exactly, you might, or smoke signals are probably more effective, yeah. too. So we would send our emails about discussing lunch plans, but we'd convert it to wingdings before we sent it. And we all knew just to hit the, you know, highlight the text and back to whatever you want, Arial or Times New Roman to see what the... So we'd send about five or six messages in wingdings, and then one of us would respond in actual text. And then he, he, it took him probably a week and a half to figure that out. He's like, well, I don't understand how you guys can understand this shit. <laughs> You know, he's like, I, I don't know. You guys, all of a sudden, you know what the plans are, and I don't get it. You send eight, me, eight emails, and they're all in wingdings. I'm like, buddy, 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 you're, you're going to be an engineer someday, aren't you? You know, I used to work a lot with uh, a bunch of people out of Poland. Yeah. And I had a guy tell me one time, he says, hey, when you talk to me, please talk to me like you would any other person that understands American. <laughs> you're like, American. I'm like, I'm like, you mean English, right? He's like, well, you don't really speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you son of a bitch. You're correct. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, it is very much like that. It is kind of American. It's more of a, it's yeah. like a dialect. It's kind of like comparing Spanish that they speak in Mexico compared to Spanish that they speak in Spain. Oh, he was obsessed with slang. Like oh, He man. wanted to learn all the slang. I'm like, you can't. He's probably There's... the guy who founded Urban Dictionary. He could be. He spoke like seven languages. So, you know, but he was he was just absolutely wanted to have the dialect down. Mm-hmm. You know, so when he came over here, it was really strange to hear him talk in a, a thick Polish accent, but like in perfect American. <laughs> in perfect American. <laughs> yep. Oh, time to grab beer. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much, with, with a thick Polish accent in there. I, I, I don't even know what a Polish accent sounds like. Yeah, I, I can do a pretty good Polish <laughs> accent, but that's for a later date. See, I would not even attempt it because I literally have no idea. I would probably mix it. It would probably be a bastardization of, of maybe like a, a part French, part uh, English, and part Russian maybe? Yeah. Huh. And Well, there's different spots. Like yeah. The head of export over there, she was actually Belarusian. Oh, okay. So, so she she sounded Russian. Right. And uh, But like some of the other guys there that were <clears throat> just from the eastern part of Poland, or the western half of Poland instead of the eastern part, they, they had a totally different accent. Really? Yeah. But it's like, it's no different than the United States. No. I mean, we, we harp on Alabama all the time because as well we should. But uh, somebody's accent from Alabama is totally different than somebody's accent from here or even go out to Minnesota. Like the Carolinas. Or the Car- or, yeah. Just, you know. I mean, there's, there's just a whole bunch of those southern drawls, which some of them are quite charming. Some of them are quite annoying, I find. Yes. And it, it really depends on the intellect level, I think, of the person using that drawl. Yeah. But be. it really just is, you know, my, my grandparents were from North Carolina, Um. And it really just is being lazy when you talk. Yeah. You know, when you get in and that they're just lazy talking, you just know. It's dropping syllables and everything else. Yeah. Putting emphasis on the wrong syllable. Exactly. Yeah. And, and just making up things in the middle of words that aren't there. Yeah. You know, even some people do that around here. Like, oh, like people put an R in sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah. I'm like, what? The, it's a sandwich. How do you get? Washing with, machine. I've heard the word washing machine. Do you go to Port Huron? 
Or Port Yarn. Port Yarn, yeah. Port Yarn. Yeah, Port Yarn. I've heard that. Or Lake Yarn. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to the Yarn. I'm like, I don't want to swim in that. Shit. No. No. It, uh, that always amazed me because I always had a friend yeah. that him and his family called it Port Yarn. Oh, my cousin's from Port Yarn. You're like, it's what like, the? There is no Port Yarn. <laughs> there, you know. You're no. sorely mistaken. I am. I, I, <laughs> There's no Port Yarn. I, I've. But I've been proven wrong that there is. Oh, there is. So what, did they get a globe out and point to it or some shit? Yeah, and it's spelled Huron, but it's <laughs> apparently Yorn. It's H-U-R-O-N. Yeah. Huron. <clears throat> and named after the Native American tribe, the Hurons. Yes, so, or the Yorns. Or the Yorns. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure they're even angry if you pronounce it that way. Yeah. I don't think they'd be very happy about that. I know. They're like, we let you use our namesake, and we're honored, but then you go and just and you know all over it. When somebody listens to this part that says Yorn, they're going to be on, I'm going to get on that Pablo Nancy yeah. Alpha. PNA Express podcast at gmail.com. That's Pablo Nancy Alpha yes. Express podcast. Even though it should be probably November. We're just going to use whatever phonetics here. <laughs> did I say Nancy? Yeah, I did too. <laughs> so I, I injected that into your head like a Pop-Tart on the dash. <laughs> I injected that into your brain. You've infiltrated my <laughs> infiltrated my brain. Thank you for that. Now, I guess, as a reward, you get to see what's going on outside. Yeah. Worse than that inside. <laughs> well, I mean, I even had a therapist tell me that once. She said, uh, said, you need to look inside more than outward. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that just sounds awful. I also had a therapist tell me one, ask me one time. She said, do you uh, ever speak to people who aren't there? And I said, how the fuck should I know? <laughs> she stopped, and she's like, huh, good point. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I've I've been to a hypnotist once, but oh, never really? to a therapist. <clears throat> I've uh, I've been fired by a therapist before, actually twice. They they've told me they can no longer see me because uh, they cannot help me. Oh, I thought you went invisible. No, 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 no. I <sighs> I have theories that that can be what happens to you in therapy that you can eventually become invisible. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. You want to expound on that at all? Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> not <laughs> nope. at all. That's fair. So you're saying if you go through extensive extensive therapy sessions, you become invisible eventually? I have I think, theories. I have theories. I think what you're trying to say here is you just become acclimated into society so you're no longer visible as an individual. I was thinking everybody eventually becomes John Cena if they go through enough. Yeah. I'm doing a you-can't-see-me hand motion. They can't see that. Oh, no. They're like... I feel some breeze, but I don't understand what's happening yeah, right now. This is so strange. I, I mean, I woke up this morning and I swore I heard something in the kitchen. Somebody had consumed half a box of Pop-Tarts, but I saw no one. Wow. <laughs> Were they on your dash? <laughs> they, you know, I haven't done that in a while. I, I'm going to do that maybe on, as a throwback on my way to work one of these mornings. If you ever get to go back to work. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. I'm uh, working from home, which is... It's a whole other adventure in it itself. I mean, working from home sometimes can be very productive, very, very, you know, good for everybody, mutually beneficial. Yeah. But sometimes there's days when you just don't really do a whole lot. And if you feel, I feel bad. As a, I feel, I, I want to be productive for my company. Like, I want us to, I want yeah. to add value. I get paid money for a service. I want to make sure that, uh, like I said, it's mutually beneficial for everybody, but what a tough road to host sometime, especially right now. Is it ever beneficial for them when, even when you go to work? <sighs> I've been paid to not go to work before a lot. Oh, well. <clears throat> yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, that's not the world I live in. <laughs> you live in an entirely different world, and I, yeah. I appreciate it. You, you live basically in a Dilbert cartoon. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Drew Carey with a worse haircut. <laughs> Drew Carey with a worse haircut. <laughs> no, have, you, have you seen his beard lately? On, I, I have not. It, he's got a beard like On you the do. Price is Right? Yeah. Does he really? And it's white. Ooh, so he's like rocking the Santa Claus kind of look. Yeah. Is he still skinny or has he gained that weight back? I don't know. He's got a beard. You can't tell now. That hides everything. It does. That's why I have a beard. Yeah. I have a strong chin, but not a very good looking face, so that's why I have a beard. I, I've noticed that since I started growing my beard out, I don't, I don't recoil at the mirror as much when I yeah. shave and things like that. Yeah, th sir, there's two things about me. I don't like to hear my own voice, and I don't ever look in a mirror. I absolutely loathe pictures being taken of me. People are like, oh, you want to see the picture? No. They're like, but you look, you're very photogenic. I'm like, no, your camera sucks. Yeah, their eye sucks. I mean, <laughs> I if guess. somebody tells me, oh, hey, you're pretty photogenic, I'm going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you have no idea. Yeah, you may want to get that uh, that prescription checked, <laughs> or get a prescription if they don't currently partake. I mean, do you even have a driver's license right now? Is what I would say because you know your your eyes are so terrible. I don't even understand. I, do I want to be on the road at the same time? Do, do I want to literally be on the road when you've only you know cleaned off maybe a pie tin spot on your windshield so you didn't have to run the defrosters to egg on your sister? That would be terrible. Well, when I got my last license, they sent me the uh, license back, and it had a picture of Magnum PI on it, and it basically had a little note in there that said, there is no reason that an officer should have to look at that twice. <laughs> so, 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 so this picture has been replaced with one more to your liking, sir. Yeah, something more pleasing, and it probably has helped me out with some tickets, I'm thinking, you know. Looking like uh, Magnum PI. Yeah. Huh. Because they, they just, they tend to ignore me in the car and, you know, oh, Mr. Selleck, here you go. Here's I don't really back. remember that show very much. I'd like to go back and watch it again, but I think it's quite dated. Magnum well, P.I., the original. Yeah. Not this, uh, why did, Hollywood feels the need to remake every piece of crap out there. And, and you take a good show like that that didn't need to be remade. I mean, honestly, it, it's dated. They've got a chopper. they got a Ferrari. I would take either. These are things I still dream about. Yes. I mean... I want a Ferrari that turns into a chopper or a plane. Or a boat. Or a boat. Amphibious or Ferrari. An amphibious Ferrari. Amphibrari. Well, uh, any vehicle's amphibious if you got the balls. If you try hard enough, that's right. Yeah. It's like any pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough. Yeah. I, I concur with that. I, I've experienced that before. <laughs> You know, I used to do this thing because I'd always feel so terrible. I'd eat the whole pizza, but I'd leave one slice. Like, uh, oh, I, I, I can't. You put on this whole swanky air. It's like, oh, I couldn't eat another bite. Yeah, somebody take, eat that because I don't want to oh, put man. it in the fridge. Help me from myself here. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> Save me from myself or I'll eat that other slice of pizza. And then if nobody does, you do. <laughs> yeah, you're, but you're always like, oh, all right. I can't leave that one. I don't got room in the fridge. Put that whole box in he'll there for one pizza. He'll be lonely. Yeah, he'll be lonely. I better, uh, I better take care of this right now. Yeah, and nobody wants a lonely piece of pizza. They taste terrible. <laughs> you know, that's interesting, and there might be some science to this, but pizza actually tastes better if there's multiple pieces left for them to mingle with in a refrigerator, I feel like. Yeah. 
Like a single piece of pizza, I think it gets lonely. It, it, it loses its identity. It forgets that it's a piece of pizza. Interesting. Really, think about it. So does it then think, does it start to go through like identity crisis? Like, well, there's bread, there's, you know, eggs in the dough. I put Maybe a, on an omelet. Maybe on an omelet. You know, here's another thing I enjoy doing, and I learned this in college, and my kids absolutely love it. Whenever we get pizza, the next day, uh, I'll make omelets, and what I'll do is I'll take a slice of pizza and I'll just scrape off the cheese, the sauce, and the toppings right into an omelet and make the pizomelets, they call them. And uh, they think that's fantastic. I'm like, we, we, were, we were just poor kids in college trying to get by, you know? Yeah. We, uh, my kids are amazed when I take, like, ramen noodles <laughs> and I drain all the water out of it and I mix the seasoning into the noodles and stuff. Then I get out a frying pan and I chop up green onion and I do yeah. all this other fancy stuff. They think that's gourmet, and I, don't and they? And then I fry it all in a pan. And <laughs> when you fry ramen noodles, yeah, it really gives it kind of a chic flavor. Like it feels luxurious, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like am, am I at some New York City fancy restaurant? You am I am I at a cafe in Paris? It it really transports you. Meanwhile, a damn piece of pizza is all alone in your fridge, thinking it's butter because that's what you put beside it. But. Yeah. But, yeah, you can do some amazing things ramen with ramen. Noodles. I know you can do a lot with them, but to, to kind of uh, doll them up a little bit. I've never done it that way, though. I shall give it a try. You should. If you fry them up with just a little bit of olive oil, it gives them just a, a unique taste. And I always add some other stuff to it, like I say, yeah. green onion and, and some other seasonings, some smoked paprika maybe if you really want to get. Now we're talking about smoked paprika. Yeah. Boy, I mean, it, This escalated quickly. Yes. And, but, I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's really I good. I bet. It sounds good. It's actually making me hungry when I stop at this. So instead I'll have a – I've got pork chop in a bottle right here. I'll have another uh, swig. There you go. That is just about as satisfying as a uh, having a couple packs of ramen noodle. Why, why, do they just, why do they make them the size they do? Who makes ramen? just one pack I know. of ramen? <laughs> Who the hell is that? Who is that meant for? That's like one slice of pizza. In uh, another, another pizza science – is basically the last slice of pizza is usually never a big slice of pizza because the big ones get gaffled up early because there's always that one because here's one thing we haven't nailed down, and I know there's an extensive you know, mathematics being taught in our schools, but uh, I've never seen a pizza that was cut even close to being like even slices. Well, but I, I, think, I think they do that on purpose, though, too. I blame mathematics because when's the last time you saw a pie chart in a math book? Also, people are no longer playing Trivial Pursuit to learn how to cut a pizza. Our society has digressed that much that we no longer do these things. Yeah. Basically, a pizza is a pie chart of itself of how much it's left. Yeah. So, but it's never, but I think, is it, is it really cut evenly? Send, send your email. Tell us if you've ever worked at a pizza place. I know some of our listeners have. I know this firsthand. I have, actually. So when you cut them, did you try to make every slice as even as you could, or did you not give a shit? Just, it depended on what day it was. If it was like a Tuesday, okay. you'd cut that thing. You know, you got this big, like, long. I've seen that, a weird, little rocker thing. Yeah, the half moon blade. Yeah. You know, something like you'd see in Indiana Jones or something. But if it's like Tuesday, you'll sit there and, all right, I'm going to cut it really nice and even. And if it's. You know, so so you're sitting there and you get this nice motion going, and if it's like Friday, you're like, because you've got that little that little line of tickets in front of you, and on Tuesday there might be like one other one hanging up there, worse, and on and on Friday there's 55. Worse than that, you have the conveyor belt spitting out more pizzas at right. you, and if you don't get them off of there, the next pizza is going to burn, and then the next pizza is going to burn, and it's it's bad. It's like pizza getting up in here. So when I first started working there, I remember. Being out on a Friday night, uh-huh. and it was like one of the first Fridays that I had gone in there and, and uh, was doing the cut table, they called it. Yeah. 
So I'm doing the cut table and I'm getting behind and I'm doing my best. And I just, I had a guy I work with come up behind me and he's like, just go make pizzas. <laughs> and it's like, I just got kicked off the cut table. It was, just it was, get, really off a my, low, get off my station. It dude. was a low point in my life that I could not divvy up a pizza fast enough. <laughs> To keep up with the demand, yeah, you know that's a that's a one of those things in life. If you've ever been cut off, if you've ever been kicked off of the pizza cut station, yeah, it, it was it was rough. I uh, I I didn't enjoy that. It, it was a, a low point of, of my professional career. I bet. Yeah. Have it, you recovered from that yet? No, well, obviously not. Talking, Do you we're hear? talking about it here. Do you hear I, how I'm how I'm reacting to this? I hear the pain in your voice. Yeah, I mean, kicked off the cut table, and it, I mean. In the pizza world, Cut Table is like the, he's like the quarterback. Yeah. And I really thought that I had what it takes to do that job. And You're running I was the wrong. whole show, essentially. Yeah, I was wrong. I mean, you are, you are the, the gateway between the pizza maker guy and the oven and the waitress who takes it to the customer. You, it all happens because of you. And I couldn't hack it. I You're the straw that stirs the drink at that point. Exactly. And you couldn't, you. I could not hack it. Did you ever make your way back? I, you know, I was always afraid to. I was, okay. I was, did I felt. Did you get the yips a little bit? I felt emasculated. And uh-huh. I just, I thought my place is making the pizza. Which I could make a hell of a good pizza. Yeah. Well, obviously you're, I think it's pretty close to our Taco Bell theory too. As far as person putting toppings on your pizza, I know that some of them weigh them because I've seen it done firsthand. But you're going to be the guy I have a feeling that's going to toss an extra couple pepperonis on there, or maybe a little half a handful more of cheese. Well, yeah, I, you know, they had these little cups that you scoop the toppings up in. Yeah. Mine would always be mounted. I watch people like shave them off. Yeah, that wasn't happening if I was behind the helm of uh, of making that pizza. One of my friends um, worked at a fast food establishment, local fast food establishment, and. Uh, he got yelled at for putting too many pickles on the cheeseburgers a lot by the owner. I'm not going to m- mention any names, but, yeah, it's, it's a local, local proprietor. But just would go ballistic if you put three pickles on a cheeseburger instead of two. When I was in high school, I had a buddy that worked at Dairy Queen. Uh-huh. And uh, when it went through one night, went in there when he was working, he's like, hey, you want extra pickles on your burger? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. There was about three inches of pickles on that burger. I, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't get my mouth around it because it was... It was too pickly. Yeah, it was, but it, it was phenomenal. Like, I, oh, now yeah. I order stuff with extra pickle all the time because I was like, dude, that is so good. So I spent a lot of years, I love the flavor of pickles on my burger, but it was more of a texture thing, so I'd always pick the pickles off. But I would order a burger with extra pickles because I love the actual juice, the flavoring of the pickle on the burger. It's outstanding. It's, you know, the vinegary kind of, yep. you know, adds that little that zinc dill? to it. Yeah, that dill. Oh, oh so yeah. good. Not a sweet pickle guy. I like sweet pickles, too. I do. But not, but not on things. Yeah, not I don't like things. sweet relish on, on... No. Sweet pickles have to be on their own. Yeah. Like yeah. bread and butter pickles, those are really good, oh, too. bread and butter pickles are outstanding. Yeah. But pickles, though, like, now I leave them on there. But, yeah, I order extra pickles, and uh, they have to be good pickles, though. Like, some restaurants, like... Fast food chains, like, their pickles aren't worth a shit. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you do this? How can you do this to the people? You're, in, you're a major chain, and you have these garbage pickles. Like, is it about price at that point, do you think, that they just get, is it about they've gone through the same pickle supplier forever? Uh, maybe. So, on the subject, what is the greatest thing, when you've had a friend that worked at a restaurant, most likely a fast food restaurant. Oh, hands down. What is the greatest? The what is this. the greatest thing that somebody's ever made you that was not an off-menu item? 
I would say, in thinking about it, I had a uh, a triple Big Mac. Mine is also from McDonald's. Okay. Well, number one is from McDonald's. That was the Big Mac chicken sandwich. I've had that before, too, and that's good. Yeah. That is good. And they actually put Mac sauce on it. Yes. That's that's about the time that I learned, and I kind of forgot it through my adult life, that you can get Mac sauce on anything. But they charge you so much for it. It's and like so 30 irritated. cents. Well, still. I guess now that doesn't sound like a lot to me, but younger Phil, I was kind of... Tight ass money wise when well, I was younger, yeah, and because I didn't have money. And you'd buy so, you'd buy like a dollar menu something, and then you add that thirty cents to it, and it's like, oh, it's just this inflation's going to kill me. Right. I mean, I'm now, never going to financially if, recover from this. But they haven't raised the price of it. That's what amazes right. me. So throughout history, they've kept the because I used to do that, like just go order like a McDouble, but get it with Mac sauce. Yeah. And that's like going from a Ford Pinto to like a Buick right there. It's beautiful. Now the other thing, we actually used to make. When I worked at the pizza place, we had a uh, another restaurant next door to us. Yes. Um, we used to exchange stuff with them. Oh, tell so, me more. I know which restaurant you're speaking of. So we would we would actually call over there and, hey, um, we need some eggs. Yeah. And we need this and that and this and that, and we'll make you guys a pizza. So we'd make them a pizza. They'd send us over the eggs and everything. We would make a quiche. Oh, in the pan pizza trays. That would be bu- that'd be really really good. Oh, it was phenomenal because we had all the pizza toppings there to throw in it. Right. So we would throw onion, green pepper, you know, pepperoni, yeah, sausage, everything else, bacon. That's one hell of a quiche right there. Oh, it was phenomenal. And oh. the the sad part is is I love quiche, but now I. It's hard to have a quiche. Did it ruin quiche for you? It did because of the way the oven cooked it. When you throw it in that pizza oven. Because those pizza ovens are like 900 degrees. Well, ours was like 485, something like that. I'm thinking about the wood-fired pizza oven. Yeah, it just like conveyed that thing through so perfect, and and the pan would get super hot and like fry the edges and everything. Oh, it was so good. They're just all caramelized. Yeah, and you just can't recreate that. Why are we talking about food again? We always talk about food. Well, Well, we're two big guys. Yeah, we're, we're... it's not a hard formula. No, it's probably going to be a reoccurring theme. I you could make me a pizza anytime, though. I, I'd enjoy that. Yeah, I, I, I felt I was good at you it. You know, pizza is one of those things that I'm very discerning about it. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, pizza's like sex. There's no such thing as bad pizza, no such thing as bad. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There is. Yeah. I mean, where, where, <sighs> for you, where's the best pizza in the area? This area? Yeah. I don't even have an answer because I think it's pretty much all garbage from around here. I'd probably Pizza Hut just because it's nostalgic. Oh. It's been the same forever. I, we need to travel a little bit. Now, traveling out of the area? Well, I'm talking like Sanilac County, oh. all of Sanilac County. There are two places. There used to be three, but there's two places that stand out above everybody else. Uh, the Sitco here in Deckerville does a nice job. Um, oh, I am so disappointed in you. I'm out. Oh, I thought you were a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. So, <laughs> so honorable mention, uh-huh. the Bowling Alley and Sandusky. Yeah, their pizza's good. Their pizza's hey, solid. You want to know an interesting tidbit about that pizza? My mother, 
That's her sauce recipe. She worked there when they first opened back in the late 70s. That is my mother's sauce recipe they still use nice. today. Yes. It's good. It's yeah. good. That's my mother's sauce recipe. Janet, you done good. My mother is a saint, by the way. I don't deserve her, and I tell everybody that because my mother is awesome. But anyway, that duly, was the honorable Duly mention. noted. Yeah. So, then... And she did catch me that one time, so... Yeah. yeah. Listen to episode two. Go ahead. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> or don't. Please listen to episode two. Listen to episode two for Phil and send the comments to Pablo Nancy America <laughs> Podcast Express. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Uh, number two in the area? Yeah. Applegate Inn. Phenomenal pizza. I've never had pizza from there. Phenomenal. I've never had it, but now I will. I know the owners. The owners are great. Brandon comes. Brandon's one of my good friends. He's the owner's uh, son. Yep. He's awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd, get I'll a check Z- it out. Get a Zarelli. Okay. A Zarelli. Right. It's, Done. It's phenomenal. Best pizza in Sandlot County, Water Tower Sports Pub. Well, yeah, that's always on those M Live lists, too. I've never had that one either. Absolutely ridiculous. Never had that one either. I mean, even though I lived and worked in Lexington for about a year there, they, they are just above and beyond. Hmm. And if they would like to sponsor a <laughs> pizza portion of our podcast, they can send an email to the. Hey, if you send us pizza, I will. Uh, if you want me to tone down how I speak and not swear as much or anything, I'd do it for pizza. Yeah. Or beef jerky. Well, it'd just be not a lot so of. Not so much Pop Tarts because fuck Pop Tarts. I can get those anytime. Yeah, and they're cheap. Yeah. They're cheap. You can't buy us with Pop Tarts. Yeah. Yeah. We're not. I mean, maybe if we're. No, my health would rapidly decline if I got Pop Tarts for the rest of my life, I feel like. Yeah, if you got like a lifetime supply of Pop Tarts and, and it was just an unlimited amount of. Pop-Tart mowing you could do, Ugh. yeah, you'd have a rough time. I already have a rough time, but that would be even worse. But yeah, pizza sponsorship. You'd have Ooh, so many crumbs. You'd have so many crumbs in, in beard? your beard. Oh, because the gosh. beard right now is about three or four inches long, and it already attracts a lot of crumbs. Yeah, yeah, it's just the nature of them. Well, that's what beards are for, right? I think so. To catch. Is there things. any other practicality to it besides I'm too lazy to shave? Is it like armor for a guy? I mean, think about it. If you were, if you were. In the like King Henry times, right? King Henry the Eighth would a big beard stop like a dull sword? I think it could. I think it could. I they're, think there's they're enough, pretty gnarly. There's a, it, it is. It is. And if it's you, pretty gnarly. You know, you look at some of those some of those guys from that era. They would grow a big bushy beard. I can tell you what. I've had more women offer to grab my beard than offer to grab anything else on my body. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Mostly because they probably think if they yank hard enough on the chin, it'll shut you up. <laughs> Holy shit, this episode's all about cracking codes, and you just cracked the goddamn the goddamn code. I well yeah, I kinda like the kinda like Tom Hanks in that movie. Somebody call Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dad hates Nicolas Cage. Oh he hates Why would him. you like Nicolas Cage? Well it's his Maybe for his early movies. What was that one he did uh, uh, Raising Arizona? I mean, early Nicolas Cage, maybe not so bad. Now Nicolas Cage, just preposterous. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, National Treasure, eh, not so much. <laughs> not so much. And I, I really couldn't face off him and John Travolta. That's like a nightmare. <laughs> like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta are basically the same mirror reflection of absurdity. I mean... I bet you if Nicolas Cage looks in the mirror and says, who's the most douchebaggiest and weirdest of them all? It just shows him him in face-off with John Travolta. Yeah. And 
That's why it worked. Yeah. Is because it's like, how could you make like Chris Helmsworth and Nick Cage <laughs> work? You know, you're like, uh, you know, Thor, he's a good guy. Right. Uh, whatever the hell Ghost Rider, whatever the hell uh, Nick Cage was. <sighs> what was that one? Wicker Man or whatever he was in? Oh, there is a movie. And All right, it's go called, on. It's got Nick Cage in it. All right. And it's called Mom, Dad. Oh. I got talked into watching this movie one night by my son and my wife, my youngest son, and absolutely horrific. Did you, I mean, ki- did you kick him off the pizza cutting station after that? Oh, I, if he'd have been on a pizza cutting station, I'd just cut him. <laughs> you're like, you're done. Your time here is done. And then we watch this while, we, while my older son is at college, and they keep trying to talk him into watching it, and I, I tell him, like, don't. <laughs> don't the, do it. The big line, so the, the whole... What's the tagline? Spo- What's the... Spoiler okay. alert. Spoiler. Hey, thank you for spoiler alert. Yeah, because I know out there, somebody's going to be out there going, I hey, got to find this movie. Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. So spoiler alert. If you want to watch Mom, Dad, stop <laughs> listening now. Um, come back in about 35 seconds, because that's all the, the whole plot of this movie takes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so the whole premise of this is there's a virus that affects parents. Okay. And they try and kill their children. And it's kind of like it's meant to be a scary comedy. But there's this part where he's like, he grabs a Sawzall and he cuts a hole in the door. And he's like, it's a Sawzall. And it's called that because it saws all. Yeah, that's like the highlight of the movie. That's, that's his catchphrase. That's his whatever that's you want to call it. Get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane exactly. moment of that movie. Yeah, except for... People have actually seen that movie. Yeah. Um, nobody, I don't think, I, we might be the only, I bet you if you could look at the queue, there's been like five people watch it. So that's the here's Johnny moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yes. called it, the Sawzall because it's Sawzall. Exactly. How much did Sawzall pay for the sponsorship of that moment? Uh, they may have started a court order to get that out <laughs> of there. A cease and desist. Yeah. Can't you go with reciprocating saw because it reciprocates? <laughs> <laughs> it's a circular saw because it's circular. <laughs> because it all comes back <laughs> full circle. Yeah, it's that movie is just horrible. Mom and Dad is the name of it. Mom, Dad. Mom, yeah. Dad. Mom, Dad. Just Mom, Dad. Yeah. When was this monstrosity? They, they made? couldn't. They couldn't afford in the budget an ampersand. <laughs> We can though. We can. Yes. N and N. We we use them interchangeably. <laughs> I know. I've noticed that before. I'm like, we really need to pick a lane here, but well, it's okay. You can't use an ampersand in an email. That's true. So it just we makes had the to go whole with, We had to go with November. It just makes the whole system. Yeah. So I mean, we didn't want to break the internet by trying to put an ampersand in our email. So you got to go Pablo Nancy America <laughs> Podcast Express at <laughs> Gmail dot com. All right, I'm I'm on the Google machine right now, looking this up because I want to know what year this piece of crap was made. Uh, ma, okay, it's mom and dad. Oh, it yep. is mom, mom and dad. A and D. So they paid for the whole A and D. Oh, dang! Well, I, I. It's 2017. It's rated R. It's a horror slash comedy, and this mother is two hours and three minutes. Yeah. Two hours and three minutes of Nicolas Cage spouting Nicolas Cage like lines. It is. If you, if you saw this movie in... Oh, my God. Thank you. If you saw this movie in a theater, send us an email. Nobody saw that. I, <laughs> I think this was a direct-to-YouTube like YouTube type of thing. Now I kind of want to see this piece of crap. You'll get 
five minutes into it, I'm sure, before you... It gets you... 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. How? I don't know. 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Metacritic, 59%. Only 49% of Google users like this movie, though, because Google <laughs> users know where it's at. Well, they probably took to Google to be like, seriously? <laughs> this, you know, was this supposed to be a joke? <laughs> you know? It's called a Sawzall because it saws all. Yes. That, oh, it was amazing. Christ. I mean, the, I think that might have been ad-libbed. I don't know if a writer could pull that <laughs> off, so I think that might have been ad-libbed. They're like, we really don't have much of a script for this scene, Nick, but uh, just go ahead and uh, do what you can, man. Yeah, do what you Carte do. Carte blanche. Yeah. And they did that, and everybody in the production team is just looking at each other like, did that really just happen? They're like, and, and then you wrap heard, it up! And then you heard this. Yeah. The slow clap start, and just absolute, you know, people were in absolute awe of his acting chops. <laughs> Oh, so. Nicolas Cage. I never thought we'd be talking about Nicolas Cage tonight. That's the beauty of this podcast, a podcast about nothing. He could have used an axe and been like, can I ax you a question? <laughs> I need to ax you a question. <laughs> Jesus. Stop it. Oh, I, I'm really, really happy we worked that into a podcast. <laughs> I, I want to know more. But we, should, we, we could probably have a Nicolas Cage segment every single we, episode. Yeah, it, probably lose a lot of people with that, but <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage, I mean We already hit the peak of his career, so there was a peak? The Sawzall. <laughs> that, that was the opus. Yeah. That was basically when we memorialize someday, and I hope it's not anytime soon, when Nicholas Cage's time has come to pass, that'll be part of his eulogy. Yeah. Wow. That's immaculate. I don't know whether that makes me happy or sad. It, well, I think the melancholy feeling you have right now is accurate. <sighs> Might be infinite sadness, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it saws all. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I, uh, who greenlit that tomfuckery? Uh, that's amazing. I, I don't know, but that should have ended up on a cutting room floor somewhere. <laughs> And it's not even a good scene. You know, it's it's not like it's it's just a weird scene. The whole movie's just weird. It sounds like it. Now I want to check this out. Oh, and and then the the another spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. Hit your mute. For Hit your mute if you want to see Mom and Dad released in 2017 or two, filmed in 2017, released in 2018. Yeah, like by who gives a shit pictures? <laughs> Obviously, go ahead. Go on the, with your spoiler. Spoiler alert. Distributed by the same people who made the Black River Monster. Ah, hey, <laughs> I was in that movie. No, I was not. I, I was going to say I think that's a lie because you would have been very. very oh, get this. You want to know the box office? One hundred and sixty-nine thousand two hundred nine U.S. dollars was the box office for for Mom and Dad. That they might have spent more than that on Sawzalls. So, so like the the one of the best parts of the movie is, while the mom and dad are going and trying to kill the kids, they yeah. hear a ring at the doorbell, and guess who it is? Santa Claus. Grandma and Grandpa. Oh. And guess what they try and do? They want to kill the parents. Yes. So it turns Ooh, into just a coming. battle royal. Oh wow. Yeah, it's pretty predictable. Nice. That's it, okay. Yeah, it's it's really not. It's not okay. There's nothing about it that's okay. I feel like I need that two hours and three minutes back of my life. So in obscure movies, though, today I was watching something. 
and I happened to be scrolling through the social medias. Somebody had a clip from a movie I'd never heard of called Santa Slay, S-L-A-Y. Bill Goldberg basically is Santa Claus, <laughs> and apparently Santa's a demon that actually wants to kill people, but he lost a bet a thousand years prior that said he had to deliver presents and be the good, wholesome person that Santa became. But once that thousand years was up, he got a, a license to kill people. And he actually killed Fran Dresser, like, like lit her on fire, then drowned her in a, a bowl of eggnog. And I'm like... That is fantastic. I mean, you had me a Bill Goldberg demon. <laughs> but, and then when you said he killed Fran Drescher, I'm like, I really like where this is going. James Kahn Con- is in the movie, too. Jeez, oh, Pete's. It's a virtual who's who of... I know. Uh, I could not believe it. Who else is in there? Like, somebody else that's big... Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, I can picture her. Melissa Gayhart is in it, too. I'm so, like, this a star-studded cast. Like, 2003. And out of all those people, Bill Goldberg's the lead. Yeah, well, he was Santa Claus. He, he came busting down the chimney like, 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 oh, yeah, like Kool-Aid Man style, like the bricks all bust out. Does then he, he just starts anybody? killing people. Yeah, he kills people in very holiday-themed ways. He didn't, nice. I didn't see him spare anybody in the scenes I oh, saw. Well. But like he like jams two forks and jams the guy's uh, hands to the table with two forks, and then he shoves a turkey leg in his mouth and chokes him with it. And he, nice. he lit Fran Drescher on fire. And then oh. dunked her head in You didn't eggnog. give a spoiler alert. You sorry, a... spoiler alert. Holy yeah. crap. I'm sorry, Retro, listeners. Retroactive spoiler alert. <laughs> if you're listening to this now. Pablo November Alpha <laughs> Express Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. If you're listening to this now, back up like 45 seconds. And you seconds can unhear and, it. And pause it. And you or, can unhear you know, it. Yeah. And then fast forward, yeah. And then you can unhear it. Yeah. We can unring that bell. Yeah. So if, if you're hearing this now, ignore what you've heard. Yeah. And then rewind and fast forward. I'm sure it works. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? I don't know. This is like a time machine for people. <laughs> it's a time machine for me. I mean, we're, we're 50 minutes in, and it fairly, barely feels like we started talking. So here's what we need to do. It's time for our segment. My buddy's a dink. I say dick, but you want to bring back dink. I really want to bring my back the word dink. My buddy's a dick, and here is why. Do you have a story for this one, or do you have anything? I, I do. Okay, go ahead with my buddy's a dick, and here's why. So... Not to me, uh-huh. but when I worked at Pizza Hut, I had a friend that worked there with me. This is tying it all in. I love it. And uh, he, was a, he was a shift manager there. Okay. And it's a busy Friday night, and uh, it seemed like the worst things happened on, on Friday nights. Of course, so, always. So he, uh, this lady comes up, and she brings her pizza up and throws it on the, on the counter by the cash Just register. flop. Just flop. Ugh. And uh, she's like... What is that? <laughs> it's pizza, he, ma'am. He looks at it and he's like, I- "I'm really sorry. It looks like a piece of ham got <laughs> onto your pizza. You didn't order ham at all." She's like, "I would be fine if it was ham." And she like grabs a hold of it, flips it over. It's a bandaid that got put on the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm standing next to him and I look. I watch him immediately look at his hand and he's got a cut on his thumb and no bandaid on it anymore. <laughs> Go on. And, and so he literally just says to her, well, I guess I can give it to you for free. <laughs> the Band-Aid or the pizza? The, the pizza, but he didn't offer to make a new one or anything. <laughs> just, <laughs> I guess we could give you the pizza for free. <laughs> and she's like, I want my money back on everything. I would never eat here again. And he was pretty unsympathetic. And I'm sitting there looking <laughs> at him. 
but just the greatest thing was him just kind of looking down at his hand. You know, his hands are on the counter. And then and the he, slow realization. He lifts his hand up and looks at his thumb, and I could see the cut on it. And, and just, well, I guess we can give it to you for free. Like, she still wants it. <laughs> That's a dick move. Yes, that was a huge dick move. <laughs> My buddy's a dick, and here's why. There you have it. Ma'am, I shall give you that pizza for free. Yes. I, and he'd probably let her keep the Band-Aid, too. <laughs> what is it? I'm, I'm sorry you didn't order ham, man. I, yeah, yo, I'm sorry. A piece of ham got on there? You didn't order ham? It's not ham. I'd be fine if it was ham. I mean, she's yelling. Place is packed, and he's just non-sympathetic. You know? <laughs> because you're in the you're in the battle of Friday night, so yeah, you're like, yeah, I ain't got time for this. I'm I'm standing behind him making pizzas. Going, man, I'm glad I'm not on the you're cut not table on the tonight. Cut table, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a callback, and I appreciate it. Callbacks are my favorite thing ever. When you can tie stuff together, totally on the fly. Yeah. I feel that is a, a high mark of intelligence. I'm impressed. I'm I'm impressed with myself. I didn't think I had it in me. Kudos but yeah, here we are. Slow clap. Are. Thank you. Thank you. Unfortunately, there's nobody here to clap along with you and speed that clap up. So I'll so take what I So it's just going to continue to be slow, just yeah. like me. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what, what's your uh, my friend is a dick and here's why story? <laughs> I'm sure you have many. We have a lot of mutual friends. <laughs> my friend is a dick and here's why. <laughs> Well, I. You have a lot to choose from. I know. See, right now I'm kind of being put on the spot. I'm trying to, trying to remember a good my friend is a dick and here's why. Don't feel the pressure to tie it in like I did. Okay, I mean, I, that's kind of a once in a lifetime. <sighs> that's like a four home run game. Yeah, yeah really? So don't feel that pressure. Just hit the single. That's like four home you runs. You can kind of cash it. Right Mine there. was so good. You can kind of cash it in. I can just kind of coast here. Yeah. Yep. About why my buddy's a dick and here's why. Yeah. Maybe it's because he gloats about how great his my buddy's a That's dick right. and here's why story. Hey, my buddy's a dick and here's why, because he ties things in on the podcast seamlessly and then talks about his intelligence while I sit here sucking on my thumb. Everybody's glad you said thumb. Ha! My buddy's a dick in there. That's why. I'll have a good one for you next podcast. I can't top yours. Not that we need to top. I don't like one-uppers, and that'll be a subject for another podcast someday because one-uppers are just terrible, and we all know them. I know you know some. I know some. I really don't have a – I'll come up with something solid for my buddies at Dick, and here's why. I kind of counted on you having a good one, which you did. You delivered. Yeah. Absolutely delivered. And I didn't. That was totally off the cuff because I I thought you were going to have one tonight, so I really hadn't thought about it at all. But when I started talking about the whole pizza – you know, fiasco thing of working there. And so I, now, I thought about that. My sister could be on in the segment, my brother's a dick and here's why, because of the whole Pop-Tart story, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's probably got a lot of those. Oh, she, she has so many. So if you go see Dr. Allison, just be like, ah, your brother Phil, huh? And she'll be like, <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, she... <laughs> I remember I, I seen her one time and I'm like, oh, you're Phil's sister. And it was just... She was really saddened that somebody put all that together. Put two and two together? Yeah. She's like, I'm trying to dissociate from the whole yeah. Phil thing. I thought being a doctor would get that monkey off my back. Both <laughs> my sisters feel the same way. They're both PhDs, so there we go. Well, there you go. I'm the black sheep of the family. I just have my master's degree. Yeah, you slacker. I know. My parents hate me. Yeah. What a disappointment. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> you sound like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think it's about time to wrap this thing up, though. This has been a 
this episode's flown by. We've it talked, has. We were worried. We got to be at least close to an hour. What, 55, 56 minutes probably? 56, 44. Let's not burden these people with any more of our BS on this episode. No, we'll have more episodes with plenty more BS. Yeah, we'll, we'll save the BS for the future. More Nicolas Cage talk. More talk about my buddy's a dick and here's why. More talk about nothing, because that's what we do is nothing. Send your emails to PNA, that's Pablo Nancy Alpha Express Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you, you'll get a response from us. It'll probably be poorly thought out and uh, knee-jerk reaction, but you'll get one nonetheless. And slightly sarcastic, probably, too. Probably mostly sarcastic, I would it think. It is mostly sarcasm. I mean, we're, our show's mostly sarcasm, but when you sit down and type something out, you can really think about it. Yeah. And then, you know, you can hit backspace a bunch of times when, it, when you're like, that just wasn't sarcastic enough. That didn't hit home. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we can't all land lines like it's called a sawzall because it saws, saws all. all. No, that, that's a once in a career, maybe twice if you're Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is the only person that might get struck by lightning three or four times, I feel like. Yeah. If anybody could do it, it'd be Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I want to say he's a national treasure, but he's not. And he was in those movies, so that would be too much. Yeah, that, that, would, that would push us over the top. Too much. That's too much rhetoric right there. I feel like we really should have ended the show when we said we were going to end it a few minutes ago because we oh. got back on Nicholas Cage. Anyway, he's Adam Philkins. I'm Phil Nickel. You've been listening to the PNA Podcast Express. Email us at PNA, that's Pablo Nancy Alpha. Podcast Express, all one word at gmail.com. Any last words, Adam? No, I'm out of them. All right, make good choices. Thank you.